Welcome to episode six of Dollars on a Dime. This episode is part two of a four-part series called Financial Fitness, which focuses on strengthening your financial health and setting your sights on the endless possibilities of the new year. Join us as we talk about the next steps of achieving your goals by stacking small wins along the journey to achieving even the most monumental goal. Strap in as your host and financial lifestyle coach, Alicia Braunschweig, provides you with the tools to overcome setbacks, roadblocks, and emotional challenges along the path to hitting your goals you have set in the new year. And now, here's your host, Alicia Braunschweig. Hello, welcome back. This is our second episode of the new year in the financial fitness realm. I'm going to apologize up front. I have been deathly ill for the last 24 hours. Finally feel normal again, but if I sound off, that's why. Uh, first time in seven years I've gotten the stomach flu and boy, did I make up for all seven years in one fun night. Oh, happens to the best of us, I suppose. The joys of having children with lots of friends and lots of sicknesses. Oh, so good for binging TV, though. I feel not guilty at all laying on the couch all day after that happens. And listening to murder podcasts, of course, on speaker. I'm obsessed with the Idaho student murders. Side note, if anyone else is, call me. Let's talk about the theories. And I did have that podcast on for eight hours while I was getting sick. It was... <laughs> I don't know what was worse, but anyway, I digress. Back to the topic. All right, we are in our financial fitness realm and, and going through the analogy of being physically fit and financially fit and how people tend to make those goals and then all of a sudden they go away. For example, you'll notice the first three weeks of January, the gym is going to be packed and then February hits and all of a sudden you're like, wow, there's a lot of parking spaces here today. Those people fall off and that's because it takes 14 days to make a habit and for that habit to stick, you have to practice every single day and no different with finances. So today we're going to talk about scripting a goal and then hitting it. And the concept of when you write this down, your short-term goals, your long-term goals, and you look at them and you go, oof, that's totally overwhelming to me. Anxiety sets in and you say, I can't do this. There's no way I can hit this goal. It's too big. And you're falling back into old habits. You're replaying old tapes in your head. You're telling yourself things that you think are true that are not true. It's easy. And you say, I'm tired, or I don't have enough time to do this, or I can't do this, it won't work. And you just give up. And that's easy. It's easy to just say, it's not going to work, so I'm not going to try. And I'm going to go on with my everyday life and what it normally feels like to me because it's safe. However, it's impossible to hit a goal if you give up on it. Yeah, I had the same feelings when I had that huge amount of debt when I was living in Hawaii. And I looked at that debt and just it seemed overwhelming and there's no way I possibly could erase that debt. And we all look for that instant gratification and snap your fingers and it all goes away. I knew that wasn't going to happen with 40 plus thousand dollars worth of debt. So I really set my goal lofty, but I knew I had to have little wins throughout the entire process so that I could achieve the, the lofty goal, the, lo the goal that looked so overwhelming that I couldn't hit it. 
And so my very first small win was taking the month and really understanding what my wants were and where I was overspending. So first month, went through the entire budget and made sure that I was only spending on things that were necessary and getting through that first month. And that was the first little win on my overall steps to hitting my goal. Yeah, it's interesting now that I think about it that your debt was 40K because the example that we're about to talk about is the same exact number, but in the opposite direction. It's not debt, it's a goal of a client that we have. So I wanna tell you a very specific example of a client and we met with them this week and they are in their 70s and they're looking to buy their dream home. Now, this dream home, it's new construction. It's the first new home they've ever owned in their life at 70 years old. It is something that they want so bad. And you can just see it in their eyes. Every time they talk about it, they light up. They're so excited to live in this dream home. And it's going to take a little bit of work. Now, these clients I am so proud of. They are amazing and they work as hard as they can and do everything that they can with the resources they have to hit their goals. They have recently, in the last 18 months, paid off all of their debt. They are completely debt-free and now they're into their next phase and hitting their next goal, which is to buy this dream home. And this home will be built nine months from today. So we know the amount of time that they have to save up the down payment. That's the hard number. That doesn't change and then we know what their current income is and what they're able to save on a monthly basis based off the budget spreadsheet that they track and manage monthly. And we meet with them and we tweak things here or there. And I think perhaps the greatest thing about having such a big goal that you really want, like in your heart, you're dying to have this home, is it motivates you to adjust that spreadsheet. And looking at that spreadsheet of how much do you spend in a month, what is a want and what is a need, and where can you cut from? When you're motivated to hit that big long-term goal, those small short-term goals become so much easier to achieve because you're gonna cut eating out or you're gonna cut clothing or whatever it is that's preventing you from hitting that number every month. When you're motivated, you're able to make those adjustments easier and it's less painful. And rather than just off the cuff trying to figure out what you need to cut, you know, these clients went through the budget like a badass spreadsheet, really focused on what they spent in a month, what they had available for a mortgage payment every month. And so they came and sat down. We downloaded a, a mortgage calculator, started plugging in all the numbers for this new house and really started tweaking, okay, how much do they need for a down payment? How much do they need the interest rate to be to bring the mortgage into a number that they could afford? And does that mean buying down the rate or what upgrades you can do? So that budget spreadsheet really helped them identify what they needed to do and where they needed to cut. And it gave them a much better view of their overall finances. And then they can make decisions from there to hit their large goal by September. Yeah. And I think looking at this, it does seem daunting. It's $40,000 in nine months and people outright say, oh, I can't do that. That's a lot of money without even sitting down and going line by line in that Excel spreadsheet, both the mortgage calculator and the budget sheet to see if, if they can hit it. And I think it plays into the mental side of this. Now for this client, they've never saved $40,000 in their life and they're 70 years old. It's it's never happened. And so they think, well, gosh, I've never done it. So I can never do it. There's no way I've never done it before. But totally discrediting the fact that not only have they wiped all of their debt, 
but they have saved money over the last 18 months. They have a savings account. They have had things come up that were unexpected that they had to pull from that account. They had to put money back on a credit card, but they paid it in full. So they have learned that skill. They've just forgotten that they've learned it. And bless her heart, this woman was so nervous throughout this entire process of looking at the homes and walking in her dream home and having her heart flutter and then drop because her next thought was, I'll never be able to have this. And for me, that was so sad because she's done so much work and worked so hard and she absolutely can have it. There is always a way. You just have to find it. And so there is that emotional baggage, I think, when we're talking about finances and patterns over time with debt and with finances and with savings is that people fall into them. They fall into those old ways and those thoughts and those things that you tell yourself in, the, in your head. And that's why it's really important simultaneously while you're going through a budget program and you're setting your short-term and long-term goals, you also have to change the way you talk to yourself and change what you say out loud because what you say out loud does become true over time and you have to flip that. And I told them, I said, write $40,000 on a post-it and put that on your mirror and look at that number every single day when you wake up. Everything you do in that day, you're getting closer and closer to your goal. Think of it that way. Smile, say it out loud, visualize that house, print the house out and look at it. Every day, change the tape in your head. If you take a look at most people, a good majority of people spend what they make. And so that becomes their standard of thought process. Like I spend every dollar I make every month. So there's no possible way I could ever save that amount of money in that time. But when you really start to take a look at that budget and go through it line by line and expenditure by expenditure, you start to really realize that those wants, which you have created into a need, could be pulled back and reduced from your overall spend that month. And it may not be big numbers all the way through, but if you find enough of those little wants, that savings number can add up quickly. And that's why it's so important to go through that budget spreadsheet because we all have told ourselves that this is what I need to survive every month. When in reality, we can make some sacrifices for that goal and still live our lives just the way we have been the entire time, just reducing some of those wants. Now, how did we do this? So we sat down and we had two screens up and on one screen was the mortgage calculator. We can guess what we think the rate will be. That is a moving target. And then we had the budget spreadsheet up and we know what this client can afford every month. We know what the target should be. You should never have more than 40% of your income pay for your mortgage. So we knew that we couldn't exceed that. And then we went literally week by week. So we know how many weeks we have in nine months to hit this number, what the spend is by week, and what the save is by week. Now, the most important thing in all of this, and the best lesson to learn for anyone, is to pay yourself first. Anytime you get a paycheck, you take money out of that paycheck, you transfer it to an account that you don't look at, that you wouldn't even know what the balance was if I asked you, because it's not there. And you take as much as you can afford in that paycheck, so if you get paid twice a month and you put it in this account and then you don't look at it and that account is what you use to hit your goals. Now, how much is that number? That's something that you have to play around with and see what you're comfortable with. But it is something that you do every time you get paid. That's the first thing you do is you open your app and you transfer it out. Now, I told them about this and they said, huh, what do you mean? 
So I walked him through how to do that. And then what you do is you multiply that out by nine months. So we have nine months to achieve this. And I said, look, if you do this at this amount, every paycheck that you get, here's what you'll have in nine months. And the light bulb goes off and their eyes go big. And they said, wow, that's more money than we have ever saved in our life. Right. Because you're paying yourself first. That was the first step. The second step is to go to that spreadsheet and say, okay, what on here do you not need? Where can you cut from? And what can you live without? Now, everybody has those things that they can't live without. I get it. I totally get it. I'm exactly the same. You highlight those and then you know to cut from the other lines. I believe that's your Lululemon budget, isn't no, it? it's not. It, <laughs> no. For me, it's coffee. Can't live without it. I won't bend on that budget. And for me, it's tools. Mm, there's a lot of other things for you, but... Really? Yeah, you have a lot. I, I would say you have a lot. But I will say this. You have never fallen back into your old habits. And I'm very proud of you for that. Never once have you ever gone back to having credit card debt. And you could have. Like, you very easily could have. Because that happens to a lot of people. They'll get out of debt and then they get right back into it. Or completely get out of debt and then they'll open a new credit card because of a promotion. And then lo and behold, they have a balance. But you never did that. <laughs> you do... You do believe that you deserve the finer things in life, like frequently, and you do, mind you, you do. But I'm not, I'm not the only one in this household that thinks the finer <laughs> things. All right, let's just make that very clear, especially when Express and Ulta and Lululemon all show up on the doorstep at the exact same time. So you have your finer things. Right, you anyway, love anyway. Anyway, we're getting away from the point. Okay. So we have these spreadsheets up, we have a goal, we have exactly the amount of time that we know that we have until we hit the goal. At the same time that they were excited and the light bulb went off and the eyes were wide, I think they were scared shitless. They're about to make a really big purchase. It's something they've never done before, never had in their life, and they want it more than anything. And I think there's a little bit of fear in their eyes. And I get that too. Like if you've never done something before, it's going to be scary. The first time you do anything, it's going to be scary. Yeah, it was very obvious when they both had their face in their hands bent over, just thinking hard about how, how in the hell are we going to make this work? Yeah, that was the first initial thought. And then when Alicia was able to voice all those small wins that they can do until they hit their goal, they started to change their posture, change their attitude, and really start to engage in the conversation and be more positive. So it's a really hard thing to do right at the very beginning because there's so much anxiety associated with this. And once you start to break through that anxiety, you start to your mind starts to open up and think a little more clearly about how you can actually do this. That's a very good point, because I think at first they almost felt as if we were uh, like lecturing them or coming down on them or they had done something wrong or bad, like a, a child that gets in trouble. It felt very much so like that. And then the interaction became two way quickly. They were engaged. They were excited. And then they started offering suggestions of, well, what if we did this? Or what if we cut from here? Or what if this changed a little bit? then we could achieve the goal earlier than nine months. And I'm like, holy shit, they just came up with a great idea all on their own. We did not have to prompt it. It was something that they had thought of and they're excited about. And that's what you want. That's what you love to see. And it's going to bring them so much joy. So for me, that was just such an awesome night and great use of time. And I don't know, it just, it felt really good. And I found this quote 
by Mel Robbins, who she's wonderful if you're not familiar with her. And she said, most people are not obsessed with their goals because they don't believe they're worthy of them. And that's very much so how I felt in the early stages with this client, that they weren't worthy of it and they had never had it their whole life and they had never had it because they didn't do the work and they didn't know how and they had just fallen into this endless cycle of debt. But I had to say, guess what? That was before. That was in the past. You have to let that go, cut it right there and never think about that again because you are worthy of it and you're doing it. You're doing it right now. In nine months from today, you are going to have $40,000 in the bank and you're going to purchase your dream home and just smiles and tears. And oh man, it was just so cool to see all of that click. Yeah. Those feelings are things that you probably have to battle through the entire process of this. And one of the things that helped with squashing those feelings on a regular basis is those small wins. And you're going to get down every once in a while because maybe there's a setback. And so those small wins help overcome those anxieties and those negative things that are going to come up during this process and really show your progress to yourself. It makes it so much easier to continue down the path towards that goal. I read a cool thing this morning and this woman talked about she makes five goals for herself every week. And the reason that she does it is she likes to stack her wins, as she says. And she said, you know, three of them could be something that you know you're going to do anyway. So let's say it's, you know, I'm going to finish reading this book or I'm going to go for a walk two days a week. I'm going to do five loads of laundry. I'm going to play with my kids for 15 minutes once this week, whatever that it looks like to you, and then achieve them. And some of them are little and sure, maybe you were going to do it regardless, but there's a mental release of dopamine when you hit a goal. And you can cross it off a list or whatever process you have of writing down goals. And you're like, okay, I did, gosh, I did four or five this week. I didn't hit this one. I'll roll it over to the next week. Or maybe you did all five. It just feels good. And when you get that feeling of accomplishing things, then it makes the really big ones seem less daunting. I know when I was looking to try and kill that debt, that first month, where I was able to not have all those additional expenditures. And at the end of the month, I saw the bank account. That was a huge win for me, even though it didn't erase the debt. It was such a mental win for me and being able to continue that for the next month and then the next month. And then I started to reset my thinking and knowing that I didn't need all those wants anymore and really change my whole behavior, my attitude, my thought process about spending money to a point of where I didn't revert back. Like you said earlier, you haven't reverted back into creating debt because I reset my brain to know that whatever I'm spending, I'm paying off that month on that credit card. And I haven't been able to regenerate that old way of thinking because I continually have those small wins and goals moving forward that I just can't revert back anymore. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that that's why it's great to have a coach too, because you meet monthly and if you do revert back, that's the hard part where I have to say, okay, we're going back to the old way here. This is something that was not necessary, wasn't in the budget. Tell me why it was purchased. And even when setting this goal with these clients, I had to look them in the eye and be very clear and direct and say, are you on board with this? You cannot achieve this without doing X, Y, and Z. You say you're on board. I really want to make sure that you are not going to be able to eat out for one time for the next nine months. Are you on board with that? And the answer was yes, with a smile, with an excited smile. 
So I think that you do have to have those hard conversations, check in frequently, have someone hold you accountable, and then go get it, man. Go hit that goal. Yeah, this is truly a, a mental fortitude style of goal setting and financial strength that makes you so much stronger as a person moving forward. Because once you know you can hit those goals, what else can you do? Yeah, and stacking the wins. Stack the small wins for the big wins. And the overall change in your life by doing that is monumental. I promise you, you will feel so much better. So I want you to think about, have you written down your goals for 2023, short-term and long-term? What are they? And what support do you need to hit them? And then tell someone, speak it out loud. Call someone and tell them, text them, write them. Whatever you need to do, just put it out into the universe and hold yourself accountable to hitting them. Thank you very much for your time today. And we look forward to speaking with you next week. Take care. Thanks. And don't forget to follow Alicia on Dollars on a Dime on Instagram. Be sure to like this podcast, give us a review and follow Dollars on a Dime on either Spotify or iTunes. And we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>